Good afternoon. This is Rusty Turner, your host for the Know the News podcast. We're with you every Friday uh, with a new edition uh, of our podcast, previewing the weekend editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, telling you all the great content that we'll have for you so that you can be sure to to not miss out when, when those editions hit the streets. Today, I am here with Chip Souza. He is our sports editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we're going to talk a little basketball. Chip, welcome. Thank you. So it's been a basketball season's over, but it's been a great year. Of course, the men's and women's Razorback teams both made the NCAA tournament. The men's team got all the way again to the Elite Eight. Uh, but we had some great high school basketball around here as well. Outstanding. We uh, had two teams to win state championships this year. Uh, the Greenwood Girls won the Class 5A Girls State Championship, and the Lavaca Boys uh, won the Class 2A uh, State Championship. We all ha- also had Bentonville Boys that made it to the state final, and they ran into that buzzsaw of yeah. North Little Rock yeah. and Kalel Ware and, and Nick Smith. So, uh, But a good, great, great uh, postseason run for Bentonville boys. Uh, Northside girls, this is no surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made it to the state final again, uh, uh, although it was a little bit of a surpri- surprise because of how many players they had lost the previous year. You, you, know, you lost Jersey Wolfenbarger, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, Tracy Brashear. So that was uh, maybe Ricky Smith's, you know, one of his mm-hmm. best coaching jobs this year, getting them back to the final. Um, so we had that. We also had Lamar girls. Uh, they made it to the 3A final loss to Bergman, which is another one of our teams. And mm-hmm. Rusty Bergman girls went 43-0. and Oh, my goodness. 43-0. and uh, County line boys made it to the finals um, in Class 1A, and the Farmington girls made it to the finals in Class 4A. So mm-hmm. we, had a, we had a team from our 12-county coverage area pretty much in every uh, classification except for uh, 5A boys. Yeah, wow. Well, that's uh, that, that's a pretty impressive run for the for the local high school basketball team. So, uh, uh, and and one of the things that that your staff does every year that we are uh, that we're awfully proud of here at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette is that you recognize uh, the players and coaches from the local high school teams uh, with our our North all North. West Arkansas Democrat Gazette team. It's a mouthful. Takes yeah. up the whole whole six columns of the. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> across the top of the page. That's right. So and and I understand Sunday's the day is when Sunday's we're going to we're going to reveal those. Correct. So. Um, of course, last week we uh, we re- released the non basketball, which was bowling. You know, mm-hmm. you know, bowling out there. And there's bowling mm-hmm. scholarships available. Yeah. Uh, so bowling, swimming and dive, and uh, wrestling, and and that uh, was last week. And then this week will be our uh, Division One, Division Two basketball. And we started this uh, way we do this about four or five years ago. Um, which allows the smaller schools to have players who should be recognized, in, in our opinion. And so we split this into a Division One for the large schools and, and a sort of F- FCS and F- <laughs> FBCs and whatever yeah. it is. We, we, it's kind yeah. of the same format. And so uh, we have uh, two different teams but uh, quite a few kids on it. And so define that for us. The, the which division one are the is six A and five A is that correct? Five A, yes. So uh, those are the largest schools. Large schools, yep. And then four A, three A, two A, one A are in division two. Right, right. And so you have a full team uh, and full recognition in both those divisions. Correct. First and second team in both girls and boys in both of those divisions and separate players of the year and things like that. Yeah. So before we get into talking about individual players, and I know you don't want to give away all of it. Right. We do want people to to, to grab the paper on Sunday right. and. Or, or, or pull it up on the website or on the Replica app. Uh, we're not going to give it all away, but before we get into that, talk a little bit about how this season was different from certainly last season and the year before. Uh, you know, it was almost back to normal this year after the it pandemic. Was. It was, and of course we won't even mention 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. That was just such a bizarre 
um, you, you know, the way that ended with, you know, with, with one state championship game played in Hot Springs before they, you know, pulled the plug on everything. And mm-hmm. uh, that, I know that was hard to take. And we, um, if you remember, uh, in that spring of 2020, we, we'd started a thing, you know, in their words, mm-hmm. um, in which we, we let those senior players in, in those spring sports that, that had their seasons pulled away from them, you know, express their, you know, their opinion and things. So that was just such a, a bizarre year. Uh, 2021 was, was better. Um, there was a lot of a masking and, and things like that. But, um, and a bunch of games canceled. And a bunch of games canceled. Yeah. Well, and it was, uh, you know, it would be, it was no, not a surprise for, uh, hey, uh, you and I are going to play tonight, but you've got some COVID issues, so I'm going to get on the phone and call mm-hmm. this person over here. And so games were scrambled, and uh, which is good for the kids. They get to play, but for us sports writers <laughs> and photographers, we, you know, we, we had to be fluid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we learned yeah. what fluid was about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this year was was more than normal. Um, it was good to uh, to see the the uh, state tournaments packed. Um, uh, Rusty, I don't know if you know this or not, but the four A uh, boys state basketball cha- uh, state tournament was held in Magnolia, which mm-hmm. Darian Ford is a big thing in Magnolia, right. and uh, Leland Barclay covered that for us. And uh, you could not get in uh, for Saturday night for his semifinal game. It was mm-hmm. it was packed and. That's what we want. You know, we want this to get be back to normal and, and uh, you know, for these fans and students, you know, particularly mm-hmm. we – I love the student sections and we want to yeah. see those packed and those kids, you know, having fun because they don't – you know, they didn't get a super COVID year in high school. They didn't get a, a do-over like college kids did and, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a one-time shot for them. So it was good for things to be back as close to normal as, as we are right now. Right. And, and, you know, you think about that – you often think about the players and the coaches, how they were directly impacted by yeah. 2020. Uh, but it was also, you know, the the cheerleaders and the band and the yeah. students, the kids who were dedicated, uh, show up at the games and cheer on their 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 classmates, and the parents who who you know, as a you and I both are, are parents of, of of athletic kids who yeah. played in high school, played sports in high school. You know, it was tough on the parents too, to, to, not to be able to see their kids play. Yes, well, and just a whole, you know, just everything just taken away from them. And uh, hopefully, we never go back to that again. And and uh, we seem to have a better grasp of you know what's going on and and and, uh, and doing what we can do. So. Uh, people just need to continue to do their part. Yep. All right. Well, uh, with that, let's talk a little bit about uh, your all. Um, and, and I'm going to let you say it. What's the official <laughs> title of uh, of our team? Well, we just call it the All NWADG you know, okay. teams, is what we call it. All right. Because uh, it is a, it is, it does take the full six columns across the, <laughs> the top okay. of the page. Uh, all right. But uh, so we'll start with our Division One. And Rusty, you mentioned the uh, the Razorbacks. Now it, ju- it was just. Uh, two years ago that Jalen Williams was, mm-hmm. was our player of the year. And, and uh, you know, we had him up here taking his photo. And yeah. uh, we've been blessed. You know, Jalen's such a, you know, been such a big player you know, for Arkansas. And, and uh, we wish him all the success in the world because I can tell you uh, there's not a better kid out there. Um, he's a talented basketball player, but, there, but he's a better young man than he is a player and a great family. Um, and, but we've been blessed, you know, with with a lot of really good players. You know, Malik Monk and 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 you know and, and Jersey Wolfenbarger and yeah. Sasha Goforth and and all these kids. And and what I you know I, I, what I get a big kick out of is when we cover these kids at games. Uh, they're just you know they're just jacked up and, and about the game and it yada yada yada. But we uh, several years ago, uh, our photo editor Spencer Tyree and I got together and tried to figure out a way to make this a little more special for these kids. And so we bring them into our studio, and we take you know these really fun portraits of them, and we try to let them have fun, and they come in and kind of let their hair down, so to speak, and and you can kind of get to know the kid 
a little bit away from the court. And so uh, one of our players uh, that came in this year, he's, he's our newcomer of the year on the boys' side in, in Division Two. His name's Cortland uh, Muldrew from Springdale. And, uh, I'm sorry, he's Division One. Division two? One. Division uh, One from Springdale. Yeah. Okay. And so newcomer of the year, freshman. And so he came in and uh, he had these shoes that are, that I guess I think they're calling them Fresh Prince shoes or something like that. So if you ever watched, and we're gonna have a little Will Smith reference here, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna smack anybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but if you remember the show, uh, those of us who remember the show, he went to a private school, but in defiance of sort of the man, instead of wearing his blue blazer like everybody else, he turned it inside out. Mm-hmm. And so the lining was what you saw, that crazy you know, lining you would have inside a suit. Well, that's what these shoes were. They had all <laughs> the crazy colors. And so yeah. when he came in to get his picture taken, Spencer and I looked at each other and said, we got to get pictures of those shoes. <laughs> so that's what you see is, yeah. is you see the players away from the court, and, and it, it makes it fun. Yeah, and we have f- photos of all the all yeah. the players to the first, second team every year, and, yeah, and yeah. the players of the year. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, in the Division One, we uh, you know Fayetteville was the the six uh, A West Conference champions, and uh, the player of the year is Landon Glasper um, of Fayetteville, and he's one of uh, one of my most favorite kids to to cover uh, because he's uh, again I'm gonna date myself. He's got a Magic Johnson style smile mm-hmm. on the court. And it doesn't matter if he's just dunked on someone, which he's done a lot, <laughs> um, or if he's missed a three-point shot that his coach would look at him and just kind of hold his hands out and go, what are you, you, know, what are you doing? What, you know, we don't need yeah. that shot. And he just smiles and says, okay, you know, next yeah. time. And he's just one of the you know, special kids. And, and uh, um, so he's our player of the year. And, and uh, we, we've picked a first and second team um, in all of these. And, and um, you know, just, just some really, really good players. Bentonville West is represented. Fayetteville, uh, Bentonville, of course, Salem Springs, Fort Smith Northside, uh, you know, Springdale Harbor, they're all, you know, we've got good representation uh, on the boys' side. Um, on the girls' side, um, Kaylin Coons is a name that uh, has been, seemed like we've been talking about her forever because we have. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a star player at Harbor for four years. She's a four-year starter, um, and she was is our player of the year on the girls' side, and she was very nearly the player of the year in volleyball. So she's a multi-sport uh, yeah. player. And, I, you know, we like to see kids mm-hmm. do that. Um, she's going to go to UCA and play volleyball. Um, but she's our girls' player of the year. Springdale Harbor had a really good season. They won the 6A West. Um, and so we've, we've got her. And then Greenwood, of course, won the state championship in 5A. So they're well represented. And Clay Reeves is our coach of the year. So mm-hmm. uh, just looking at the team, Bentonville, Greenwood, Heritage, Harbor, Fort Smith Northside, uh, Fayetteville, uh, they all Rogers. They all have players, you know, on this either first or second team for in the Division One girls. Okay, and you mentioned Clay Reeves at Greenwood is yes. the boys. Uh, excuse me, the, the, the girls, girls coach, coach of the, of the year. year. Um, right. He won his, uh, I believe, it is his eighth or ninth um, state championship. Um, I could scroll up here and take a look, but he won three at Greenland uh-huh. before he went to Greenwood, and he's had just uber success you know at Greenwood so yeah. uh terrific coach uh, in fact yesterday he was we recognized his girls and him um at our Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon mm-hmm. uh down in uh, in Fort Smith and uh um he was you know brought his whole family in mm-hmm. for that so it was a big thing for him and uh, Clay Reeves is one of the good guys you yeah. know out there Maybe if Bowling Green's ever looking for a coach, they there ought you to go. consider uh, that, yeah. Reeves, so, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he does well with the green, <laughs> yeah, for, for sure, right. for that's sure. Right. As long as he doesn't go to Notre Dame, we're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the Division Two side, uh, of course, Bergman, I you know, mentioned they went 43-0. and uh, Their the player of the year on the girls' side is Maddie Holt, and she's a junior 
Mm. So she'll be back next year, and and uh, but what a great season! Um, over a two-year period, they won eighty-one basketball games. Wow! Uh, so uh, they are uh, very successful, and uh, they play an up-tempo game, which is a lot of fun to watch. And it's not uncommon to see them score in the eighties, you know, in the game. Yeah. Um, and she she leads that show, and she's mm. a heck of a player. And um, she took over that state championship game against Lamar, and uh, you know she's just just a great player. Um, it's always fun when we have two of the schools that we're responsible for covering playing each other in yes. the championship game. Yes. Uh, Lamar had a really good season. Uh, they had a freshman uh, emerge, and this was kind of interesting. We don't, you don't run across this very often, but when we did our uh, preseason uh, prep rally basketball uh, mm-hmm. preview, um, we were looking for a, uh, a kind of a non-Bergman story. We write about Bergman a lot, so we were looking mm-hmm. for another story there to do, and everybody knew about Matty Holt. And so Rick Fires uh, wrote the story on the three A girls, and he called called a couple of different coaches, and he said, "Hey, I'm looking for a three A girl to kind of profile." They said, "You you you got to you got to write it on Corey Sanders of Lamar." And he said, "Okay." And they said, "She's a going to be a freshman." And he said, "Well, so she hasn't played played a varsity <laughs> game." And they said, "No, but she's the best going to be the best player in this conference." Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but she didn't even play in the eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. She had torn her ACL and didn't even get to play. So they were basing this on what they saw as a seventh grader. Seventh grade. Seventh wow. grade. So that's how good she was, and and uh, she lived up to the hype. She was yeah. a great player, and she she helped Lamar get to the state championship. So, yeah. uh, so good for her. Um, and then on the boys' side, our player of the year, two-time player of the year now, and probably unless he gets an injury, probably going to be the first four-time player of the year we've had. I don't see any letting down this kid's game is Lane Taylor of Farmington. Um, he had a terrific freshman year, which he averaged 25 a game. This year came back, averaged 28 a game. Good grief. Uh, he's just a heck of a player, and uh, you would love this this kid. He lives in the gym. He shows up at 6.30 every morning, uh, shoots until school time, then comes back at 3 o'clock and shoots more. His dad's the coach at Farmington, Johnny Taylor, so he has the key to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he Farmington had a terrific year. They lost in the in the quarterfinals, and uh, um, so they're they got a lot of kids coming back next year. And you know, he said our goal is to win the state championship, and anything less will be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's our he's our player of the year for the second time. Wow, and he's the, just a sophomore. Just a sophomore. So he's got the keys to the gym, but maybe not keys to a car. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he. Uh, he probably yeah probably has to have someone take him <laughs> and drop him off. Uh, so uh, anyway, just uh, a lot of lots and lots and lots of uh, ki- different kids. Uh, the Division Two team we had so many um, really good teams. Uh, you know, Lavaca boys and and uh, County Line and and the New School and and uh, Bergman and and Berryville and and just Elkins. They all had just great great seasons. Um, so we we had kind of spread that out because it was you know kind of had to take the best player off of off of all of those really good teams and um, for this so um, just just well represented. Yeah, that's a stroll down memory lane for me. I, as you know, back in the dark ages, I was a sports writer. Yeah, I think one of the most intense atmospheres I've ever experienced covering a game was at County Line. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, it was uh, it was a district championship, and County Line girls and boys were playing in the championship there game, yeah. and they were hosting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the tournament, so it was a, it was a pretty intense day that well, day. Well, Rustin, you know this too, and you, yeah. you like you said, you you covered this, but it seems like the lower you go down in the A's, you know, the one mm-hmm. A's and two A's, yeah. the more um, community there mm-hmm. is at the games, and it's because it's, it's the only thing in town. Their school right. is 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 pretty much their yeah. town, and you know you've seen it in Charleston, and you've oh, seen yeah. it in in Greenland, and you've seen it in you know uh, Alpena and those mm-hmm. small towns, Eureka Springs, and those places mm-hmm. where um, it's it's a it's it's an event. Yeah, uh, Tuesday night basketball game is an event. Yeah. 
Well, and I've also I also remember those games when, uh, uh, for example, when uh, Corliss Williamson was at oh, Russellville yeah. came up to play at Rogers. Uh, you know, you couldn't you you couldn't have, have, have crowbarred another person into the gym <laughs> that night. So I've I've covered those kind of games too. So. And, uh, well, it's it's yeah, fun, yeah. and uh, you know we I love basketball because you know we we get a real close and uh, you know up look at it. We're right there on the court at most of the gyms, and um, and so you know you get to know these you know these coaches and and that kind of thing, and and uh, seeing them in action. And mm-hmm. uh, Rusty, I've been doing this a long time. You know, you've been doing this a long time. I still get excited when I go to a game, and uh, uh, if it's you know if I know it's going to be two really good you know teams going at it, I think I'm I'm still at 60 years old mm-hmm. as excited as the players are to see a good game and, and try to, you know, paint a picture, you know, out there for our readers that, that you know, maybe you weren't there or whatever. And, and uh, um, I don't think I'll ever lose that. I'm, you know, like my wife says, you're still 14 years old in a lot of ways. And, and that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, my wife says that too, but I don't think it's a compliment. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a fair statement, yeah. though. So, so uh, before we leave that topic, uh, any surprises? Anything that anything that somebody's going to take a look at and say, "Ooh, wow, I didn't know that." Uh, the one surprise that I thought when I was putting this together was um, the Bergman boys, and I know they're they're kind of out there uh, in on the fringes of our coverage area, but they are uh, Bo Martin, um, who comes from a long family of coaches. Their dad was a longtime coach, Lindell Martin, and and uh, you know just a lot of a lot, lot of coaches. They uh, they got beat uh, in regionals in the first round, which they, which was a stunner because they had a thirty they had won thirty five games going into the regional. Wow. Um, but uh, they had had a player um, who averaged twenty six a game uh, for them. Walker Patton, he's a junior, and uh, I didn't realize that that he was putting up that kind of numbers. But he made a hundred and forty three point shots wow. this year, and. Uh, that means he he puts it up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but he, he also a makes a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah makes a lot. He made a lot of them too. Yeah, so uh, so twenty six a game, and and uh, I didn't realize that he was that prolific of a scorer, and so I thought yeah. that was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, and also before we go, uh, Chip, if you could just kind of review how the selections are made. How do you how do you and your staff work on? Well, uh, I'm the kind of the the chairman of the Division two team, and yeah. I pick the, the girls and the boys, and I seek the input of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I will send out an email, uh, usually a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, hey, I'm I'm starting to take nominations. You know, mm-hmm. send me your players that you feel like are worthy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and why mm-hmm. they are. And uh, there's, you know, we we try to uh, you know, there's no political. You know, mm-hmm. you get a lot of those all-conference teams. Sometimes it's, you know, do me a favor, I'll do you a favor. So there's none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we depend on the coaches to give us their honest assessment, not just of their players, but I will ask them, tell me who else you saw this year that you feel like would be uh, someone that we should consider. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the way we do it, and we feel like that's the, you know, the best way to do it. Um, and uh, I think what we do is we put together, you know, a, a pretty well-balanced team. Um, our selections will come out about two weeks after the all Arkansas preps team that was what was uh, selected by the Democrat Gazette mm-hmm. staff in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're out a little bit after that, and we're also out after the Triple A uh, has released its all state teams. So right. um, we have a chance to look at a lot of different things before we you know, we do this, and we spend a lot of time on it. We we talk about it just like we're setting the, the stable. Mm-hmm. I sit here with our with our sports staff and and uh, we talk about it. We talk this out and and we're uh, and sometimes we disagree and uh, <laughs> you can as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I think in the end we we pick the uh, the best most well rounded you know players that we can. Yeah. And uh, 
if you would just remind our, our Know the News listeners who may not be as familiar with our sports staff, why don't you name those guys for them? So they know uh, Henry, if you combine our years of experience, it's about a million years. Yes, but, it uh, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Henry Apple, um, Paul Boyd, Leland Barclay, and Rick Fires, and we also get help from Walter Woody. You know, mm-hmm. down in Fort Smith, it's a really good correspondent for us, and we'll also get help from Graham Thomas mm-hmm. um, over in Salem Springs, and and uh, so we try to include a good mix of of, uh, of voices in there. All right, all right. Well, uh, all that content that we're going to name all those players and coaches uh, who are recognized in the all NWADG basketball teams, Division One and Division Two, in Sunday's edition. Sunday's edition of the Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So be sure to take a look at that. It'll be on our website and on our replica uh, edition on Sunday. Chip, thanks for coming and talk, talking to us about. Uh, all area team uh, for basketball, and we'll be doing this again for spring sports uh, in a few yeah, months. Yeah, well, you know, Rusty, anybody who knows me, including my first grade teacher, would tell you talking's one of my strongest suits. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, Chip, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you. We've got lots of great other content coming your way this weekend as well. Tom Sisson will take a look at a number of local nonprofits who ended up getting shut out of the county's American Rescue Plan money. And we'll tell you who they are and why they need the help. Tracy Neal will tell you the story of Tristan Colvin, a man who was initially charged with causing the the death of a passenger in a car accident, but now those charges have been dismissed. Lorinda Jenks is going to tell us about local farmers markets, where you can go to buy the goods, and when you can start. Janelle Jessen is going to have a story about how wastewater testing, believe it or not, helps uh, folks at the CDC track COVID variants in the area. Stacy Ryburn has got a story about the Fayetteville Library and its relaunching of a fundraising campaign. We'll talk about the latest figures and how much money the library needs to finish up its new construction project. The Greenwood City Council will discuss an ordinance annexing territory adjacent to US-71 and Arkansas-10. Thomas Sassenti will fill us on that. And Monica Brick always keeps us up to date on what's going on with the Fort Smith Board of Directors in the River Valley and a new rezoning project that's come up before them. We've got all that content and more coming your way this weekend. Don't forget to check back with us all weekend for breaking news on our website at nwaonline.com. If you're interested in sports news about the Razorbacks, we'll tell you everything you need to know about softball, baseball, basketball transfers, and everything else at wholehogsports.com. We'll also have coverage Sunday of the Hog Eye Marathon, uh, which launches Saturday morning in northwest Arkansas. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure to check back with us next Friday for a new edition of the Know the News podcast. And if you like it, please subscribe. We're always looking for more subscribers to our podcast. If you're interested in subscribing to the newspaper, that's easy too. Just go to our website at nwaonline.com and click on that subscribe button. Or you can call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that is 479-684-5509. Five five zero nine. Again, I'm Rusty Turner. I'm the host of the Know the News podcast. And until next Friday, so long.